Welcome to Midnight Conversations. I'm Anandad Ambikaraja. And I am Steven Banos. Welcome to Midnight Conversations. How do we do this again? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think that's the first time we've uh, messed up the, the intro, Stephen. So, but we're, we're rusty. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, we are rusty. Do you want to tell everyone what happened last week so they can... You can abuse me. I, I did, did you want to raise that? Well, we were enthusiastic last week. We did meet together. We recorded a podcast, or at least I recorded my side of the podcast. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sorry um, about that. I uh, I didn't hit the record button, which turns mm. out is kind of crucial uh, to recording a podcast. So, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'd li- it was a good one. The look too. on your face made me realize that. It may not happen again. I mean, just the pure devastation of, of realizing, hey, why is there no audio signature? But do you like minimize the uh, audacity when we're talking, or like, yeah. how did you miss it? No, I, do you I, yeah, I minimize it because I want to see as much of your face as possible. Oh, that's beautiful. In the oh, well, in the I, time I since that. our last podcast, Adam has grown a, a full beard and a really like an incredible Jesus hairdo. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair description. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel wearing a robe feel... today. Just try and try and picture this: a, a, a tall, handsome, dark man with with long, curly hair and a, and a thick beard. I showered. It's a sight to yeah, I showered with my son, and so uh, I and then doing the podcast straight after. So I thought, why not? That's why the hair's out and uh, the robe is on. So you're actually lucky. There was. Uh, I put a shirt on just for you. There was no shirt prior to this, so it's oh, that's, uh, that's me lucky. Interesting. Yeah, well, I, I didn't put pants on, so uh, you, you you weren't that special. But <laughs> okay, well, don't, don't top up that. is all you can see, <laughs> yeah. so that's all that's required. <laughs> so uh, you picked a kind of interesting paper for this week. Last week we did alcohol, but you guys didn't hear it. It was a good podcast. Sorry. Oh, well. mm-hmm. and this week, right. what are we talking about? Well, today uh, we're going to be talking about the title of this paper is Energy Drinks Mm -hmm. and Their Adverse Health Effects, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. Interesting. Why why are you drawn to these uh, drinks that have potential adverse effects and what's going on in your life <laughs> yeah, well i have i have a son so that uh, mm. uh really i discovered energy drinks recently which seems silly to say but oh. i've i think there's always been quite a negative stigma in the back of my mind to energy drinks and i've always stayed away from them mm. and then i just walked past the aisle and saw it and i was really tired and i was like well and then i saw there was a zero sugar one and so i said hey i'll give this a go and and just got hooked. Uh, it's, it was an incredible energy boost. And now I'm just wondering, how bad am I damaging myself? Am I damaging myself? What does the science say? And that's what today's podcast is all about. That's very interesting because you're you know, t- typically the kind of guy who is very careful with his diet. You're a Jennifer Lopez-esque eater of food, <laughs> making sure nothing uh, terrible enters your I body. I think it's just me wearing a robe is, is drawing the <laughs> Jennifer Lopez comparisons there, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so this this is clearly the, the normal process you go through is uh, impulsively you will try something and then <laughs> 10 minutes later you're looking up papers on, you know, what what the effects are of whatever it is that you put into your body. Is. That's true. And, and so have you had energy drinks in your past? Do you Have you gone in and out of using them or not at all? Uh, look, I never, never consistently, you know, I've, I've had a couple here and there just, just for fun and because I like the taste uh, mm-hmm. through uni, especially mm-hmm. just to get through assignments and whatnot. 
Um, but then I was sort of really turned off them when I did it. I did an internship and there was a guy that I sat across from who was a coder and he looked mm. like a coder and he talked to behave like a coder. And he used to go through two of these large cans of monster energy drink every day. Yep. And he yep. just looked disgusting. And <laughs> it, it was just, it was just so off putting. And he just, yeah, he just looked tired and depressed all day long. Yep. Um, and it ended up getting fired in the, in the four weeks that I was there. Oh, wow, and yeah, I don't know. It just I've always hopefully not a causal relationship to energy drinks, or else I'll be out of a job soon. Well, uh, well, but... possibly. You know, well, having <laughs> having, having uh, perused the paper, there may be something to that. So, do you want to kind of li- yeah? I'll, I'll walk people through or? what this uh, paper did. So it's a meta analysis. So it looked at all studies that uh, looked at the use of energy drinks and some adverse health consequence was the main criteria here. So it was like human participants, whether they looked at energy drinks and had any adverse effects that were reported. And they defined adverse uh, effects as, well, firstly, serious adverse events as one that results in death, a life-threatening experience, inpatient hospitalization, persistent or significant disability or incapacity, uh, congenital anomaly or birth defect, or requires medical or surgical intervention. So that's, that's broadly the criteria for the adverse, uh, serious adverse event. And then they say there's also non-serious adverse events, but they don't really, I don't think they really define that until they just report what they are. But I think anything that's not serious, maybe they'd classify it as non-serious. Um, the- and they grouped all this, all the symptoms as cardiorespiratory events, gastrointestinal events, immune responses, neurological events, physiological, all, all, all sorts. And so these are really the outcome measures that they were looking at in these studies. And the studies, uh, not surprisingly, skewed to a younger age cohort. So as you said, Stephen, you're using it to study for some uh, period of time. And, and that's one reason why people use energy drinks and other reasons are there as well. But typically in these studies, they had, they broke it up into studies that looked at younger adults and those that looked at older adults and, and younger ad- adolescents as well. Mm-hmm. And essentially what they found was, well, well Stephen, what, what do you know? What did you take away from the paper? What were some of the, did you see what the main findings were? Yeah, well, there was um, a, a fairly strong association with um, symptoms such as uh, depression, anxiety, insomnia, gastrointestinal mm-hmm. disorders. Um, at least th- those are the ones that stuck stuck in my mind. What what am I missing? No, you're not. So that's spot on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're the um, they reported it in terms of like frequency frequency of reporting based on these studies that looked at people who used energy drinks and didn't use energy drinks. And so for these cardiorespiratory events was reported in 26% of the study. So one in four, I'd say is fairly common, um, followed by heart palpitations, which is 20%. And then all others, it gets sort of lower and lower as things go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is frequency of, of reporting overall. Um, but the overall uh, finding that they sort of summarize in the discussion is that they say, uh, although relatively high rates of adverse events were reported, very few met the criteria to be considered serious adverse mm-hmm. events. So the serious ones that we went through before, nothing really met that uh, threshold. There were uh, three studies reported the proportion of individuals who required medical attention. Uh, so a small amount reported that and only a small percentage of those required medical attention. So overall, uh, what they what's key to note is that the frequency 
that occurs seems to be somewhat higher in those that use energy drinks. But there are some limitations, I think, in regards to it doesn't necessarily indicate that the use of energy drinks relates to uh, these adverse events. Maybe people who are already having sleep problems are more inclined to use energy drinks. And and so it may not necessarily be a causal association there. Mm. Yeah. Do you, so the, the serious side effects, I, I think we're talking about like cardiac arrest, right? Is, is probably the most serious uh, mm. potential outcome of this. Do you, do you, I know it's not kind of your area of expertise, but do you have any idea as to how an energy drink or I suppose just caffeine in general could result in cardiac arrest? Well, I think it's just a stimulant. So uh, as a result of it having a stimulant uh, effect on the body, it can result in the heart beating faster. And if the body doesn't self-regulate that or if it's hyper excited and doesn't come back to a normal threshold that may trigger a cardiac event but mm. i think that comes to another important point which is the study just looked at energy drinks they didn't really ask people well how much coffee are you consuming outside of the use of right. these energy drinks and so i'd be interested to know in these people who had the really serious adverse effects which was a very small portion were they also drinking like heaps of coffee and then green tea and then black tea on top of it? And uh, how much caffeine intake in total uh, was coming? Because I guess energy, the more I delved into energy drinks and in the research of it, I found that the a lot of the research was focused not so much on adverse events, but on whether or not they uh, helped athletes perform better. Because a lot of the marketing for energy drinks is to help with athletes to, uh, yes. oh, you get better performance, better attention, better um, acuity. So uh, that was really what a lot of the research focused on, not a lot on this. And it seems that some of the use of energy drinks is also confounded, is the scientific word, but it just means that um, other variables can influence the relationship. For example, people who drink alcohol mm. often can use energy drinks to stay up, to drink more and mix energy drinks and alcohol together which can cause uh conflicting actions in in the physiology and the body so all these things can uh increase the negative effects of energy drinks so mm. i think it's about how you use it and i think that's the difficulty with this systematic review is it doesn't really tease apart these factors that influence why people are using it yeah yeah do you have you, have you met people that uh use energy drinks you know before uh like sporting activities or exercise no, I mean, actually, the only real stimulant I know is people who have pre-workouts, which I yeah. think is caffeine-based, right? It has a caffeine mm. as a stimulant in it. Yeah, well, so, there was that... No, yourself? Yeah, there was... Do you remember that guy? I think it wasn't that long ago. There was a guy in Australia that died from his pre-workout. Um, he he misread the, the label and then put um, an amount that equated to something like 200 cups of coffee into no. into his pre-workout smoothie um which ultimately was his demise which is pretty pretty intense um, well yeah and and that's it, it is intense and and that's what they say here in the sense that it's it is uh it can, you can be intoxicated by the use of um over uh, use of caffeine so it, it can it can cause what they what they call caffeine intoxication and is a, a clinical symptom of um the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders so it's called the dsm mm -hmm. uh, and so 
features of caffeine intoxication include restlessness, nervousness, excitement, insomnia, uh, which is a common one there. And, and I think what's fascinating to me is that the I don't think caffeine or I know caffeine doesn't impact everyone the same way. Some people are far more sensitive to the effects of caffeine than others. And so I think that would also be interesting to see in in terms of the impact of these energy drinks on on people and and yeah their outcome yeah yeah no de- definitely um i think what one of the other one of the other things um that's probably linked to a lot of the symptoms is just the fact that caffeine has like a diuretic effect in other words is that the the liver draws fluids from the rest of the body um and then converts that just into urine um mm-hmm. and then so you dehydrate really quickly and I've noticed just observationally that when I'm dehydrated, I become far more irritable and like more mm. yeah, prone to anxiety um, yeah. and, and, and general feelings of s- depression or sadness. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and, that, and that's also another reason why it's, it's such a bad idea to have caffeine or, or an energy drink before you play sport uh, because you're going to dehydrate quickly when you are also sweating, presumably, and you really need your right. fluids there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Don't recommend it if that's how you prepare for your, your games. And I do know some so, people. Yeah. So do you feel that you generally also you steer away from the use of energy drinks or overstimulating with caffeine as a result? Do you try to detox in a way from these caffeine substances? Oh, com- yeah. Not not caffeine substance, substances. Like I drink, I drink like two to three cups of coffee a day. Like I, mm. I love my coffee. Um, yeah. But the energy drink just tastes like it's bad for you. Obviously, there's a lot that, of sugar. But yeah. So I find that really fascinating as well because I had similar stigmas when it came to energy drinks. But so I'm drinking, uh, is it Mother or Monster? I'm not sure. But I think <laughs> it has 140 milligrams of caffeine in it. What's a, what's a cup of coffee? That's exactly what my question was. Mm. And I think a cup is uh, like an es- a espresso is 100 and something uh milligrams okay <laughs> yeah you're googling that just to, to I, I, fact check yourself, I, have, I, I think it's around that and like a green tea is like 30 or something from from memory something like that um which i have i, I don't know i don't know <laughs> if that's good good or bad um but look i i can't i can't live without my coffee um but sugar affects me like has the has the opposite effect of caffeine so if i have large quantities of sugar you know, obviously, like, I'll, I'll be hypo, but then that lasts for, yeah. what, like, 20 minutes, and then I just feel dreadful for the rest of the day. So, it's yeah. just not, it's not worth, it's just not worth doing it. And, and I, I think, I think that's, that's another, again, confound of this, is that energy drinks are not just caffeine, but some have sugar content, and so then you have additional calories associated with that, and mm-hmm. what that influences on the body is important. Um, just a quick Google, yep. a single shot of espresso has around 145 milligrams of caffeine, according to Australian government guides. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, this de- vary depending on the type of bean used, the roast, how the coffee is brewed. For example, a light roast coffee will have less caffeine than a dark roast coffee. Mm-hmm. A double shot of coffee has around 290 milligrams of caffeine. So, yeah, so 140 is, is, is essentially one shot, but I feel like it it's somewhat more potent. I feel like it, it just mm. charges me up. Yeah, more. well, they, know, well, they, they often put all these other things in there, right? Which they like guarana or like jinko biloba, which I have no idea what it is, but like saying it yeah. and ginseng and yep. I don't, yeah, which supposedly have like nootropic effects, but I don't think much of it is, is proven. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, you're you're right. I, I don't know uh, what the evidence is. Maybe that's a podcast in itself, mm. or maybe uh, yeah. I, I think all these different chemicals themselves. I'm not sure what their influence is on the brain, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's if it's some level of marketing because. If you just advertise it as as caffeine or one shot of coffee, what is it that gives it the edge over people just drinking coffee? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, yeah what well, what I don't understand is why is it? It's it, like energy drinks I find are quite expensive. Like the reason why I bought so many was it was on a massive sale, and I was like, oh, sure, this is a perfect time to give it a go. But there, I don't know what warrants the cost of it. Like one energy drink is anywhere from like three to five dollars, but it feels just like. Dude, it's That's marketing. A, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how. Yeah. Say, like, honestly, the the power of a marketing a good marketing company is immense. Yeah, and Red Bull is probably the greatest mm. company when it comes to marketing. They have yeah. they have a a championship winning uh, Formula One car car like this is this, yeah i watched formula one and i worded that so terribly <laughs> they, they have the formula one world champion right now you know they're they're involved in all sports they've really just painted themselves as this like miraculous drink where you can just become like a superhuman like the limitless drug from drinking mm. this sugary filled nonsense which is just just amazing so people people are drinking this and thinking that they're going to spend the rest of the day just killing it at whatever they do and then you know, in, in reality, they're just, you know, passed out under their desk trying to cope from the sugar overdose. But, <laughs> <laughs> but again, that shows, is it necessarily causality or is it that some certain people are more drawn to the use of energy drinks mm. than others? And then that maybe they're also predisposed to experiencing these negative effects that, that we see. But also the frequency isn't that high and of the serious uh, events, it's also um, not high at all. So um, energy drinks, uh, just reading the history on Wikipedia, they are an active subset of the early soft drink industry. Pepsi, for instance, was originally marketed as an energy booster. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, energy drinks were like integrated into into that co- competitive market there. So yeah, well, yeah. well I I read so it started out with like a soft drink that had a bit of extra caffeine and sugar um, mm. in America that uh, a lot of uni students or college students w- were drinking on a regular basis. It became like a, a cult hit for them. Um, and then there was I think it was a German or some some European guy went on a trip through Asia where he noticed that these like non-coffee energy drinks were quite popular over there um and then he sort of tied the these two occurrences together and then began uh, the first sort of energy drink um which yeah. i forget i forget the, the brand that it was but then yeah just realized there was a lot of money to be made here and then it, it didn't take long for other companies to catch on um and, and start producing this what i'm going to call yeah, poison did but, you know that uh, energy drinks appear to be regulated in australia and new zealand it limits the caffeine content of the energy drink hmm. at 320 milligrams per liter. Um, Interesting. I believe yeah, that they're so maybe banned that's in why... some countries. Sorry? I think France banned them altogether. Oh, they're, okay. Yeah. Look, I, I'd have, wow. to have to check myself on that. Well, but I wonder whether that's why it's surprisingly low when I said that it's comparative to a shot of coffee because yeah. there are regulations in place in Australia. And... Yeah, like the energy drink cans always say, like, I think don't have too many or drink no more than X amount per day. And it says here that that's part of the regulation in Australia. Mm. So, yeah. Very interesting. What, so, can I ask, uh, what, sorry, what, what, what would you estimate as the 
total number of deaths that are like caused by uh, energy drink consumption? That's a very good question. I'd estimate it based on this systematic review. I, like one fa- factor that they said, as we noted, was that a very small proportion of the studies that looked at energy drinks looked at medical uh, illness, like being admitted to hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's because it doesn't happen uh, very frequently. But of those that did report it, it was a very small percentage. It was less than, I think, 2% or something. And so, uh, as always, we'll put the paper up as a link in the podcast. But I, I would imagine that tied closely to caffeine intoxication, I don't think death is a likely outcome unless it's like that situation you described where the guy had no clue how much he was taking. Mm. Uh, but Or it's somewhat related to energy drink use along with some other substance like alcohol or something else that causes the illness. But I, I'd be curious to know, uh, uh, yeah, how, how bad. I, I don't know whether energy drinks have been stigmatized in some way. I think from reading this paper, I feel like... If, if your viewpoint is that coffee is bad for you, then yes, you'll have the similar viewpoint that energy drinks are bad for you. But from what I'm reading, it seems like there's a comparable effect, particularly in Australia, between coffee and energy drinks. Uh, and maybe that's because of the regulations in place. And maybe this is all the negative stigma happened many decades ago when they were introduced and they were a crazy high caffeine content. And then now it's been reduced over time and we don't really know because uh, it says in the, this paper, energy drinks can vary widely in caffeine content, ranging from fifty to five hundred and five milligrams per can or a bottle. So yeah, quite a variety. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from I, half a shot to like five shots in a can. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I pulled up some data, but the late, the most recent data is from two thousand fourteen, um, mm-hmm. and that that says there were one thousand six hundred and eighty five deaths globally caused by energy drinks which is very low um and yeah. 2500 um roughly caused by caffeine just uh, broad, right. broadly yeah um so the, oh, interesting. yeah de- deaths deaths are very rare clearly um which is well i guess we'd need to ask how many of those how many people actually use the energy drinks right because mm. if it's like 2000 people in the world use it and 1800 die that's a high rate but if yeah. millions of people are using it and just a thousand people 1800 die that it's a low rate. So, but I, I would imagine, given how widely available it is, it's it's the latter. It's like many people are using it, not many people are dying from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. I wonder whether the coffee statistics you reported there actually capture some of the energy drink into that because it classifies as technically caffeine. I just love how I try to bring some data into the conversation, <laughs> and then Adam's little science brain just goes crazy. <laughs> Looking for every no, every I, floor in the data. I should I should I shouldn't have stepped in. I I should I don't know how to positively reward the 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 action there, but yeah, well done, Stephen. That was actually really good. So I, I just got too excited. That was me no, getting no, excited. But I, about obviously, the you're you're raising good questions. There, and but, so, yeah. the, what what are your takeaways from this paper, and how will it inform you moving forward, Stephen? Mm. Uh, look, I, I think the the outcomes of the paper or the study are pretty unsurprising. Um, I think it, it, you know, it's it's pretty obvious that drinking a, a fair dose of caffeine is going to result in insomnia or anxiety. That you know, these are the the most well known effects of just caffeine in general. Um, I know that sugar has a lot of negative uh, 
associated side effects, um, particularly mm. for my waistline. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna t- tend to avoid any sort of beverage that has high high amounts of sugar. And even mm. even the uh, like zero sugar energy drinks, I still I'm skeptical. If if anything tastes like sugar, I'm gonna assume that my body treats it that way. Um, you know, as it's processing it, and I, I don't think it's going to be any better for me. Potentially worse, you know. I, I watched one of those explained videos on Netflix uh, ages ago, and they did one episode on artificial sweeteners, and mm. I think they were saying all the negative stigma about artificial sweeteners as well was related to these studies where they got these rodents, but they gave them they like heaps and heaps of artificial sweeteners, and that's where they saw the negative outcome of cancer and other health consequences. But to for humans to consume that amount, they would have to have like thousands of drinks in a day. And so I'm not saying that it's okay, but maybe the way it's marketed is probably uh, somewhat skewed based on these results. Mm. No, but, that, yeah, that's I, very I, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I think it, a lot of, in terms of artificial sweeteners, there's still a lot of research being done and how is your body processing it understanding it and and what is that doing to all the complex um reactions that are occurring and yeah so mm. yeah i i might you know err on the side of caution with uh, yeah. artificial sweeteners then um yeah that's one of the few things that i err on the side of caution with but you know i'll i'll take a stand with that um Fair enough. so yeah look i'm gonna do an episode then on artificial sweeteners. yeah maybe maybe yeah um yeah so look i don't think it'll impact my behavior uh, really at all you know i don't drink them often yeah. and I, I don't think i'll continue to do so you won't be picking um, up the energy drink no yeah i just yeah. i just don't think it's uh the, i don't think it's for me yeah <laughs> how about you man what are, you, what are your takeaways well um i was pleasantly surprised uh because i was expecting to read a paper full of doom and gloom and there was some of that in here but if you take a sort of wider scope view of the impact of energy drinks, as you say, compared to coffee from your beautiful numbers you produce there, <laughs> I think it shows that, uh, to me at least, that the serious adverse consequences at a population level are not incredibly harmful or risky, but that depends on a number of factors, whether you're predisposed to certain cardiovascular events or heart palpitations, or whether you're more sensitive to caffeine, but these people would stay away from caffeine anyways. And so for people who drink coffee, I think given what I've learned today, I, I'm, I, I'm not deterred from my energy drink use thus far. It's just making sure that my overall ca- caffeine consumption is somewhat manageable and so that's that's i think something that can escape people when it comes to well you're having an energy drink but how much coffee and how much tea and then how much other stuff and what does that aggregate to but really every day it's just a struggle to stay awake so (laughs) it's it's whatever works within within legal reasons yeah yeah. well i I mean i think i think the absence of uh, sleep would sort of have probably the same side effects as in, like, mm. you know, anxiety, depression, yeah, gastrointestinal issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, be a lot of yeah, associations. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's right. Well, I mean, in saying that, and I'm saying sleep, I mean, we're getting closer and closer to midnight when we're doing these podcasts. Well, it's 8.30 p.m. right now, so we're only a few hours. I mean, I go to sleep very early, so it's close to midnight in my biological clock anyways. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> but in saying that, <laughs> to wrap up this uh, pod, Stephen, you're going to play us out something? Oh, Jesus. 
And you can't make the excuse that you forgot because last yeah. <laughs> last week I asked the same thing. <laughs> and you <laughs> can on, sing. The, on the mysterious pod that wasn't playing. Take it away. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. Who needs energy drinks when I could just listen to you playing guitar? <laughs> it's uh, energizing enough. Uh, cool. And saying that, yeah. that's it. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have uh, paper check. ideas, uh, email us at midnightconversationspodcast at gmail.com. We are mm-hmm. going to be do- doing this every week from now, <laughs> except for when we don't do it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I can't do next week, Stephen, by the way. I'm, I'm capping this. So. Well, how about that? We'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. At least I didn't. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't record. Yeah, good joke. Hmm. Classic, oh. classic Anadin prank right there. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that. I'm not falling for <laughs> I it. I thought that was a little <laughs> believable. Right, maybe I was, I was too optimistic and say that. I needed more doom and gloom. All right. Thank you very much, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. See, see, ya. see you later.